0: Welcome back to another episode of God and Company, a weekly podcast by the Office of St. Anne Youth Ministry, inspired by the scripture verse from Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, where two or more are gathered in my name. I am there in the midst of them. Today, I am your host, Stacey, joined by Jim for this episode. Hi, Jim.
1: Hi, Stace. Um, I was thinking over the last few weeks, it's been more than two gathered in his name, (laughs) and today it's two of us. Yeah. We're we're recording this on uh, Thursday, February 11th on a cold, gloomy, and wet Thursday afternoon. But we are less than a week away from the season of Lent, so we thought that this episode would devote itself to breaking open a little bit more about what Lent is, what we can do with it, and our own experiences.
0: Sounds good, Jim. You know, when I think about Lent and when I was a kid, I would always think of all the times I'd go to CCD and as we're preparing, it's like the teacher would always ask, so what are you going to give up for Lent? And I always thought, I was like, okay, what am I going to give up for Lent? And as a kid, it was more like, I think I'm going to give up maybe like sweets or maybe like video games on yeah. a certain time. And I didn't really understand why I was doing that. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of weird. like. And it wasn't until I got older where I was like, okay, there's like sacrifice during Lent. And then I started to figure out, okay, what are the the different themes? Yeah.
1: Well, I I think one of the things, a couple of things you mentioned, I I looked this up today. Um, There's a statistic that the number one thing that people give up is chocolate. (laughs) Um, And those that do and fulfill their Lenten promise... I think they really enjoy chocolate, but they gouge themselves after after the Lent is over mm-hmm. um, So the the idea of Lent is more of a time of preparation is and the church really gives us two opportunities to do that through the year. One is advent that mm-hmm. we just seem like we just went through a couple months ago. and then the second is Lent and both of those lead up to, the two great celebrations of the church, Christmas and Easter. So Lent is an Old English, if you were to define it from an Old English word, it actually means springtime. And it's a time of spiritual preparation, knowing that, and, and we know that Lent is 40 days long. Uh, it's usually, it's actually 46 days long. But if you don't count the Sundays of Lent, which we don't count the Sundays of Lent because Sundays are looked at as like mini Easters, as, as celebrating the Lord's resurrection. So the 40 days of Lent are symbolic and the number 40 is important from the Old Testament and the New Testament because the number 40 signifies a time of spiritual preparation. So you look at Noah and the 40 days of, of rain mm-hmm. and the flood and then you look at the number 40 with the Israelites being the 40 years in the desert and then we transpose ourselves into the New Testament and say f- Jesus spent 40 days in the desert immediately after he was baptized to prepare for his public ministry. So the number 40 is giving us an opportunity to prepare ourselves to be able to celebrate Holy Week and the resurrection of Jesus.
0: Mm -hmm. I think uh, it wasn't until like youth ministry or even when I think Busted Halo started doing these videos of like Advent or Lent in like three minutes or less. Right. Yeah. And I just remember how fast the the video was, but it was was so informative of like what the season is.
1: Yeah, I watched it today uh, and I would recommend that to any of our listeners to go to BustedHalo.com and you can look at. Uh, site that says Lent in three minutes and it's a it's a quick paced video as Stacy said that gives you a synopsis of all of of what Lent is about and and really kind of breaks it down in simplified terms but in ways that I think each of us can understand and we can apply to our own Lenten practices Mm -hmm. so
0: I agree and I think the What I would get out of it, there's a, I think there's always like three words or three themes that come up and it's prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And I didn't understand that before, but then when I started to apply that in my life, like what are the different areas during the Lent season, I could practice all three Mm -hmm. in ways to, to make my relationship with God closer or make, make my faith stronger.
1: I think sometimes we pick and choose ways that uh, we can survive Lent, Mm -hmm. I'll say. That, okay, I'll either do prayer or I'll do fasting or I'll do almsgiving, but we're really called to do all three. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it it really, I, I think especially through the video on Busted Halo, it breaks it down in a way that it doesn't become like the ultimate sacrifice that I'm giving up my life for this. That it's, it's just a way, as we said earlier, kind of like a spring cleaning of looking inside ourselves of a way that we can improve our relationship with God and our relationship with ourselves and with other people. Coincidentally, that's much of our themes for our youth ministry retreats. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the idea of prayer, fasting and almsgiving, you know, I, I think prayer is self-explanatory. That we focus on our relationship with God through either memorized prayers or conversational prayer,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: whatever way you can become more in tune with the father is an opportunity to improve that relationship. If you go to fasting and I I think I identify with what you said about CCD about what am I going to give up? I have to give up something. So what is it (laughs) that I, I can remember this even through, you know, my early years in Catholic school, that we were taught that you had to give up something for Lent. The advancement of years that I have overused this, though, is that I can remember back to when you weren't allowed to eat meat. Now, everybody listening probably can know this now, that we're not allowed to eat meat on Fridays Mm -hmm. during Lent. But it used to be that you couldn't eat meat on any Friday during the whole year. And so it, Fridays and Lent didn't really seem any different because, well, what's the big deal? I can't eat meat on any Friday. Mm-hmm. But in 1966, the U.S. bishops wrote a pastoral letter that took away the obligation from Catholics outside of Lent that they they would be able to eat meat on those Fridays. Mm-hmm. So then it became a bigger deal that you couldn't eat meat on Fridays of Lent. Um and I distinctly remember, and to this day still have. Uh, I don't. I don't like to say the word hatred, but um, much displeasure <laughs> for tuna casserole because that's what we ate on every Friday. And I don't like. I don't mind tuna sandwiches, but I don't <laughs> like hot tuna. That's just not not my deal. Um, so the idea of fasting to get back to that is isn't necessarily just to give something up for the sake of giving something up. It's mm-hmm. to help help us focus on on something. Um, I, I read something the other day that was interesting, and I, I tried to do this a few years ago with our a previous guest, Collins, of giving up coffee. <laughs> and I, oh I think I lasted three days, and Collins survived that uh, without me because he was able to do it. but. I put cream in my coffee, Mm -hmm. so they said maybe the thing is don't give up coffee, give up the cream you put in your coffee. Uh And so that would make me think, I I still don't know if I could do it, (laughs) but the idea of fasting maybe is to take away a vice that we have within ourselves, whatever it is, whether it be a TV show or instead of picking up our phone the moment we wake up in the morning, we, we take time to... Celebrate the day and, and give thanks to God for the blessing of life. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe ride in the car without playing music. You know, there, there's different things that people can fast from. It doesn't necessarily have to be food, mm-hmm. but whatever it is to help them focus on something else more positive. So, you know, the opportunity to fast from something puts my focus back on either some way I can improve myself in my own life. Or, in my relationships with other people,
0: Mm -hmm. I think for for me when you brought up the no no meat on Fridays, when I was younger, I would pretend like oh it's okay like I had meat for breakfast so I could eat meat the rest of the day and you know God will forgive me. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, as I got older, I was like you know that's kind of like the wrong thing to do like I'm actively doing something wrong knowingly. And it's like, how am I supposed to be better from that? So over the years, I've I've tried to either plan out, okay, on Fridays, let me try and have like this dish, or if I'm going to get takeout or or anything, go out to eat um, from this or that restaurant. Here are the things that you can order from there. Right. And like you know, um, and as I was more prepared to do that, I felt. Better about myself and knowing that, like, okay, I'm practicing something, um, and I've improved from when I was younger. Yeah. So I think like some of my favorites is like, you know, if I wanted in and out, you know, I could get a grilled cheese from there, um, or if I go to McDonald's, uh, a fillet of fish. You know, tuna sandwiches are always good. Um, sushi is an yeah. option if if you're not allergic and all that, <laughs> um, and just. Trying to figure out, okay, what are some of the dishes if I'm not gonna go out to eat? What can I make right. at home? So it, it, be, it became more, um, more of like a, a meal planning type thing. But the more I talk to other people about it, they're like, oh, I, w- I wanna do that too. Well,
1: I, I think that's cool because that's exactly what Lent is it's about preparing. Mm-hmm. So you are preparing ahead of time to be able to not take advantage of, you know, whatever, the rule of yeah. not eating meat. But I think you probably—I'm—I'm I'm gonna guess—but you probably even feel better about it and yourself, not just to the fact that you didn't eat meat, but that you took the time to prepare for it mm-hmm. and leading up to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I think back to a conversation I had with Katie Prajjan McGrady uh, when she was teaching high school on—I think it was on the first Friday of Lent—and her students would come in. And with their lunches, she allowed them to eat in her classroom and somebody would be eating meat and she would she would say something or they would they would do something that they had given up. They would forget and do it. And they, you know, they'd hit their head and say, oh, Lent's over now. I ruined it. Mm -hmm. It's only the first day of (laughs) Lent. We got 39 more days to go. So people make mistakes. Um, I think the point is, is that let's be conscious of what. We want to do for ourselves, to help improve ourselves in our relationships, in moving towards that Holy Week experience. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I think that that's something that each each of us can do. The other one I, di- I didn't even talk about almsgiving. And I think alms giving is, um, you know, it's an opportunity for us to give of ourselves to people that are in need. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think if we look around the our community, our city, our state, our world today, we see a lot of need. And so each one of us has an opportunity to provide what we can. And it's not always money. You know, it may be opening the door for somebody or it may be just, you know, I know we're all wearing masks, but you know, and we can't see people smile at one another, but we can say hi, mm-hmm. You know, and we can greet one another and, and try to lift one another up. So whatever almsgiving is, that doesn't mean that if we have the wherewithal to be able to donate to a cause that needs it, we should do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and that's just not during the six weeks of Lent. That's throughout, but we focus on that during, during that, Lent.
0: That reminds me, I think one year I decided to give up, I think it was either fast food, um, and I meant fast food as in if it had a drive-through like not go and buy there because I think in a week I was spending a lot of money mm-hmm. going to fast food places and I decided that every time I either felt like tempted to to um go and go get fast food I would have this jar of money and think of like okay how much would I usually spend and mm-hmm. then challenge myself like oh like okay I had that temptation let's just put that money somewhere else right and then at the end of the season i usually uh gave it back to church or Mm -hmm. as my stewardship or almsgiving right um in a sense and i i felt like it was like wow like um that was weird because now i don't really crave fast food as much and but overall i think that's a, a healthy choice too and i was like okay if if that's allowing me to take a step back You know, what other things in my life can I do the same and not just for the Lenten season?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's anything that, you know, we don't have to decide things for ourselves that are going to change our entire lifestyle. I I think what you just described was something you realized you could do in your own life. And at the end of it came the realization like, you know, going to fast food isn't that big a deal? Mm-hmm. You know, it's something maybe I did out of habit, but I don't always have to to do that. And then came the realization that, well, too, I'm gonna save money by yeah. doing this. <laughs> you know, and that's one of the things that, commonly during Lent, there's a a program called Operation Rice Bowl, mm-hmm. where people might have, um, it's not an actual bowl of rice, but it's a, a box that people can contribute to. We did it at home, so like if you went out or would go out to eat, instead of going out to eat, you would stay at home and have a meal at home, and then the money you would save from that put in the rice bowl, and it goes to Catholic Relief Services. Mm-hmm. So that's just another way that families can participate together. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Do you remember any, like, traditions of during the Lenten season that you, you experienced?
1: I, I would say a lot of it had to do with being an altar server. Mm-hmm. You know, going in grammar school, especially um, trying to get on the list to serve for like the Stations of the Cross, Mm -hmm. because then you can get out of class. (laughs) So that was all good. (laughs) And then uh, I remember in high school, it wasn't necessarily during Lent, but it was on Holy Saturday. Um, We had the, the. mass, uh, our Holy Saturday liturgy, and I was in charge of holding the the censer Mm -hmm. for the incense. But it wasn't just holding the censer for a little bit. It was the entire mass. And when it came time for communion, at that time, we had to hold patents, which are like little plates under people's chins so that communion wouldn't fall because you could Mm -hmm. only receive on the tongue. So as I was holding the patent, I also realized that all I saw was stars and I was dizzy. So I, I moved back because I knew something was wrong. I'd never fainted before, but this time I, I didn't decide to faint. I did faint. <laughs> and I fell into the brand new blessed holy water and spilled all the oh, holy no. water all <laughs> over the carpet in the church. And uh, my brother, my twin brother, still describes it as the 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 priest and the and the adult sacristan grabbing me under the arm and dragging me out of church. Oh, oh my gosh. So that that's my other big memory of of Lent um, as a as a student and a high school student. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know more current. One of the fond memories I have is when we've been able to. Reenact the Stations of the Cross. Oh yeah, uh, and to be able to do that in church, in front of young people's parents, grandparents, and to see the the pride in their eyes of seeing their sons and daughters um, take on the faith that was handed down to them. Mm-hmm. So I, that's a, a very fond memory for me.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I think. For me, you know, I had a similar experience, not fainting, but it was during a Holy Saturday mass too. And I was in charge of ringing the outdoor bell at here at church during the Gloria. Right. And we had partners that would give us a cue when to stop. And I remember I was just ringing and ringing and ringing. And I was like, man, this is taking so long. And then my partner actually left me and I didn't know Oh no! someone else came out and I was like. Um, excuse me they're starting the next reading oh. and, and you then, were still, ringing, and I was the still bell. ringing the bell and then when I had to go and look for my partner I was like um, why didn't you tell me to stop and then it just became like an inside joke yeah. and I was like oh this is this is too much and but at the same time I was like "Oh, I love serving at the Holy Saturday Mass just yeah. um, for me it's the uh, seeing people get baptized mm-hmm. receive uh, first communion and the and their confirmation, yeah. like I just got, I would get super emotional mm-hmm. about it. Um, and my first experience of that was, it was my confirmation year. Uh, so I think this was like 2004. My sponsor, um, he he goes to a parish in Stockton, and he was also getting um, fully initiated um, into the Catholic Church too. And I remember going to the mass, not knowing like what to expect, and I was just overwhelmed by the spirit, the just everything. It was it was so beautiful, like yeah. to witness. And every time I am at mass here uh, during Easter Vigil, like those memories come up, and it's it's such a blessing to be a part of.
1: Yeah, well, I I know last year it was so odd to experience. Well, I mean, we started Ash Wednesday as normal mm-hmm. here last year. Shortly into it, I think it was the second or third week of March, you know, the pandemic really took effect and we were, we were closed down for church. I mean, there was no, it wasn't open for public uh, usage and we experienced the rest of Lent um, really in a, like a desert experience. Mm -hmm. You know, it was very strange being in church with five or six people and that was our, I remember our Easter vigil was the entire staff, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And then we lit candles on all the chairs to represent the parishioners, and I, I got kind of emotional at seeing that because you realize those lights are lights of relationships of people that can't be in here mm-hmm. and that are celebrating their faith in the, you know, the, in the domestic church in their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we're gonna start Lent this year the same way. You know, we're, well, hopefully we'll be outside next week for Ash Wednesday, giving out ashes. But we will, uh, we're still in a pandemic. And in many ways, we're much like the Israelites were in the desert in mm-hmm. 40 years. We're still traveling and we have hope. And this vaccine is gonna help a lot of people. But I think it's, it's the faith of each of us that's gonna get us through this. Yeah, definitely. So so I did want to share with our listeners our services for next Wednesday, for Ash Wednesday, because normally we just have tons of people here. And we're not, obviously we're not going to be indoor church yet. Uh, We're preparing for that and we're hoping to do that within the next two weeks. But for Ash Wednesday, we will have masses here outside at St. Anne's at 9 a.m. at 12 noon. And at four p.m., so that hopefully the four p.m. will allow families, uh, those that are out of school, to be able to come and begin their Lenten experience with a Mass on Ash Wednesday.
0: Mm-hmm. I I'm looking forward to that, uh, just with the start of this upcoming Lenten season and being able to refocus because I felt like it's it's been a struggle to feel kind of like disconnected from a church community Mm -hmm. and i just look forward to being able to (coughs) gather again and reconnect to my faith
1: yeah i think the difficult part of not being present for church of not being inside the church of not hearing the different choirs of not being a part of the different rituals and i think to use a youth jargon is to say not have all the feels mm-hmm. <laughs> of what church is. But in, in a way, many many people have distanced themselves from church, not on purpose, but just because of the fear of the pandemic. Um, we continue, many people continue to experience church in their homes and will continue for a little while. But I would encourage those that feel safe enough to come to come and to be a part of our worship celebrations, whether they're on Ash Wednesday or on our Sunday or weekend masses, uh, because it's through community that we we build one another up and we can begin to feel like a faith community again. Mm-hmm. You know, So um, and the only way we can do that is being present to one another. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: I think with yeah. Lent also coming up uh, Jim and I actually did work on a project for this upcoming Lent with Cornerstone Media and that's our Stations of the Cross and uh, Jim do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Cornerstone. Well let me just explain what Cornerstone Media is an organization that's been around for years under the l- leadership of Anna Scali Anna uh, has gone, traveled around the country and around the world, giving workshops for young people in allowing them to feel like they have a voice in, especially with their music, and saying that music has a message, and even even negative music has mm-hmm. a message. Um, and Anna's been a guest here at St. Anne's for for years and at our annual youth rally. But Cornerstone always comes out with a product of the Stations of the Cross every year. And it's it's put together in a way of putting each station, each of the 14 stations, to a reflection given by, well, a reflection by Jesus, a reflection by a young person, and then lyrics to a current hot top song mm-hmm. that would lend itself to allow young people, maybe to become a little bit more in tune with what that station is in their lives right then. Mm -hmm. So the project this year changed format a little bit because it wasn't just, it used to come out in just a CD. And then we changed format a little bit last year. And then this year we really changed a lot um, and I, I want to give a lot of credit to Stacy because the slideshow that was put to that is outstanding and it just even opens up more opportunities for people both to view to listen to and to read and participate in the stations of the cross
0: yeah. so yeah thanks Jim sure. <laughs> And you did have a big part too. We, well, uh, we looked up some of the images for for each station which I think is. Um, a cool way to experience to experience it.
1: Well, I, I think the other beauty of, of the project, and I want to give credit to Aaron Del Monte and Anna Scally mm-hmm. in this, is that usually a product is, is put out and it's meant for purchase. And Cornerstone realized that, you know, a lot of parishes are hurting this year, mm-hmm. you know, budget wise, attendance wise, anything. That we can do to help attract people, even young people, old people, a mixture of the two, to engage in their faith through the Stations of the Cross. So Cornerstone's offering this f- totally free. Mm-hmm. You know, if and if people want to make use of it, they can do that. Uh, go to cornerstonemedia.org and i think it's .org i'm not even yeah, sure yeah i think so um, and you can you can check out the product
0: yeah and i think they have their own section about about stations right. as well so right. that's that's really cool yeah
1: as we close this evening uh, we always close with prayer and right before the we started our taping we realized we didn't have a prayer <laughs> so i raced over to my <laughs> bookshelf and i although I, I specifically looked for one book because this is the one book on my shelf that is my mom's book. Um, and today happens to be her birthday. So I will uh, read this prayer in honor of her, but I also want to dedicate this prayer to a young man who lost his mom today, to Collins, um, after a long struggle of of health for a number of years her soul is freed and soaring into the loving embrace of the father so Collins uh, we want you to know that we're thinking of you mm-hmm. and as this prayer is read that uh, you're in our thoughts and prayers as long as as well as all our listeners so we begin in the name of the Father the and the, of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Spirit Amen. thank you Lord thank you Thank you for all the gifts that you have given us today. Thank you for all we have seen, heard and received. Thank you for the time you have given us. Thank you for life. Thank you for grace. Thank you for being there, Lord. Thank you for listening to us, for taking us seriously, for gathering our gifts in your hands so that we may offer them to one another thank you Lord amen amen in the, name of the father and the son and of the Holy Spirit amen
0: so we do have one announcement before we wrap up our episode and that is our S A Y M hoodies are now uh, available for pre-orders so we are selling until Sunday February 28th and you can go to our Instagram account for information, or you could also email us, uh, email Jim actually, and that's ym at for any details, and there's an order form for that. We do accept payments by cash, check to Saint Anne's, or you could Venmo Stacy Sarmiento, and her account is S S A R M I E N T O. Uh, for in order to purchase hoodies so um, if you have any questions feel free to reach out to us all right did you want to add anything else Jim
1: I would say if you if you're interested in getting a warm hoodie these are very warm I have three of them myself (laughs) and uh, especially in the weather given outside right now they would come in handy very well
0: yes all right thank you for tuning in to our episode we hope you enjoyed listening to our experiences about lent and hope that this lenten season brings you closer to god catch new episodes every friday at 2 p.m take care and have a blessed week